Welcome everybody to the Faith Forge Academy. I'm Steven, your GM. Uh, this week we have our second session of uh, Dark Matters Conspiracy in the Stars. So Faith Forge in space. Um, with me today we have Michael. Hello, my name is Michael Kritz. Um, I go by well, Michael Sinclair everywhere else. Like Michael Sinclair seconds my real name. <laughs> Michael Kritz is my stage name. So find me everywhere <laughs> on Michael Kritz. That's me, <laughs> Kai. Hey, I'm Kai, Stonefly underscore Kai on Instagram and Twitter. Ian. Ian? Oh, I mean, I muted you. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's my bad. In Discord jail. <laughs> and uh, my name is Ian Gould, freshly out of Discord jail. You can follow me on Twitter at Ian G. Gould. And Adelaide. Uh, I am Adelaide Garner. You can find me at O Adelaide on Twitter. Anyways, I'm not surprised. I, I it, it takes a lot of self-control for me to keep that in. It's a a band from the early 2000s. It's, yeah, yeah. Yep, Those were the yep, days. Yep. They don't make them like nope, that anymore. Them, <laughs> nope. them scene kid days. <laughs> um, Moving on. Anyways, D&D. Uh, &D. Um, <laughs> uh, we are without... A 13-year-old listening to us is like, these fucking old people. <laughs> we have 13-year-olds who listen to us? Man, we're famous now. Ooh. You know, I don't I hope, know. I hope they didn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> we need we need we need Fayforge TikToks. Any listeners? There is no TikToks of us. Yeah. Start TikToking us. Just you know, renegade, I don't I don't TikTok renegade. personally, but I'm sure we need some TikToks out there. Y'all go crazy. Yep, do it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know how to TikTok. That's how cool I am. <laughs> so this week we're playing. What is TikTok? <laughs> That's the sound the clock makes, right? That's how TikTok <laughs> hashtag. Forge Academy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we are playing <laughs> Dark Matters this week. Um, we are running Conspiracy in the Stars, the um, mini campaign set to kick off your campaign in space that is part of the Mage Hand Press's uh, Dark Matters Kickstarter that is currently on Kickstarter right now. They're blowing past stretch goals. There's lots of extra stuff. It's an amazing system, or setting, I guess, is more accurate, in that you can take your fantasy campaign as it is and put it in space. Everything fits. They did a really good job of giving lore for reasons why some people would choose swords or great hammers or any of that in a galaxy with more advanced technology. Um, it's a lot of fun. Check it out. Um, also, make sure you're following us on Twitter, at Fayforge Academy, uh, and throw a iTunes review or rating our way ideally with five stars but if not at least leave us a rate a review that is constructive and helpful um <laughs> uh, five star review really helps us and non-financially in a way that it raises us to more viewers so if you cannot help us financially um honestly any any podcast really appreciates your five star mm -hmm. reviews absolutely uh we also have a patreon uh, patreon.com slash Forge Academy where we do a thing called Afterglow which is after sessions we kind of talk about what happened throw that up there for you uh, I throw short stories sometimes we have character journals sometimes uh, you get access to art usually early uh, sometimes I even throw my DM notes up there if you want to see kind of how my brain works uh, it's kind of a scary place but I guess you can do that if you want uh, anyways let's go to space y'all So you four are in the Star Swill Bar. 
You've been hired by Professor Gogglefogger, who has just created this new this new uh, matrix for starships that will be able to traverse the dead zones in space. The engines on starships in this dark matter universe uh, are all arcane run, and in these dead magic zones, uh, all magic stops. Uh, and so these are unexplored regions of space, uh, and you've been hired to protect him, uh, as there is a lot of interest um, from corporations and factions and the under or the criminal underworld. And he knows that his technology can change the fate of the galaxy and needed needed your protection. And for a variety of different reasons, you all have ended up in this bar. Uh, you have all had different conversations with some of the unique figures that are here mobsters bankers high oracles port security curious amoeboids nautilids hoping to better their life for their people while you're having these conversations um, there's sort of rustling above above the ceilings a little bit of dust falls above a gaming table that's in the center that has a uh an older dwarf uh, with a big tool belt and a beautiful woman with red hair and a red dress uh, gambling. Uh, the woman screams and spills a drink all over her dress. Uh, and the four of you see this, this dwarf reach underneath his coat and pull out some strange pistol uh, and point it towards the front of the bar towards Professor Gogglefogger. And I'm going to need all of you to roll initiative. Got a 22. <laughs> I rolled an 11. Ronnie rolled an 11. Okay. And it's a 16 for Lutor. Okay. Uh, no, Amanda's got an 18. Okay. Where did it go? Those of you who uh, passed your wisdom save in the last session and saw, had a better view of what was going on, uh, you can give me a uh, nature check right before we start. Oh, okay. okay. I believe that was me. Yeah, it mm -hmm. was. Eight. I got an 18. And you got a 22, Adelaide? <laughs> Dang. I did. I got a natural 20. Tootin' shootin'. Okay. Tootin' tootin' shootin'. Okay. She's quick on the draw. <clears throat> it's true. Perfect. And what did you, you two get for your nature checks? Not me and you. Ro Ronnie and uh, Dallas do not need to roll. Okay. That's what I thought. And Amanda's got an 18. 18 and... And you said an eight for Lutor? Correct. Okay. Um, I am going to chat something to you. Chat, 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 chat. And there you go. <clears throat> so, Ronnie. No, Dallas. You hear this crashing. You see the woman spill this drink all over herself. Uh, and the dwarf pull out this, this gun and point it towards the front of, of the room in the direction of Professor Gogglefogger. Uh, what do you do? Um, I... So I, I stand up pretty suddenly, and it looks like I don't... I'm not having anything armed, but as quick as you can blink, I have pulled out my revolver and spun around my finger a couple times, and I am going to fire a shot at the guy, but not at the guy. It's a warning shot. And I say, boy, I'll tell you what. If you pull that trigger, you're going to have something coming to you, and you, won't, you ain't want that. Uh, okay, roll an intimidation check. <laughs> okay. It, you're, and you're actually... No! <laughs> you're actually shooting? 
I'm actually shooting, yes. Okay, roll it with, with advantage. Oh, it's a 25 then. Okay, okay nice. Uh, let's see. Because <laughs> it was a 10. Okay. Um, so yeah, this shot, and you don't use, you use a, a like a, a true revolver, right? Not a... It's an all-style revolver. Yeah. Okay, yep. so yeah, this, this shot rings out. There's like gunpowder smoke in the air. Um, you see the orc, the half-orc that's kind of right in front of you whip out this huge gun and point it directly at you, cocked. The dwarf turns it around as he drops his... What the hell was that? As he drops his gun, uh, the the woman, like, dives under, under the desk um, and basically lots of lots of moving parts take action um the ronnie in the in the booth next to you the two the two dwarf or half elves god damn it the two halflings um in the white the white suits both dive under the desk dark star who's next to you pulls out pulls out some sort of laser pistol uh and trains it directly on ronnie horus uh in the other corner has this sword drawn uh and and draws his sword immediately and looks like he's going to start moving up forward. And uh, the amoeboid uh, next to Stanley like dives under a chair. And with that, oh, good. it is Nomanda's turn. So extremely coolly, Nomanda's is going to pull out a, a repeater, which is a type of phaser that is uh, it's a gnomish built contraption you can see easily as it comes out that there's actually nothing arcane about this blaster at all it's of gnomish make and she coolly aims it in the same direction that the dwarf was firing and he's going to fire let's see if that does the thing oh jeez! <laughs> oh god <laughs> and that is a crit fail <laughs> or a crit success yes. depending if i advantage or not okay uh, so as your shot rings out, um, kind of in the direction, mm-hmm. um, it blasts into the Nautilus. Oh, geez. That's, that's up there. Uh, it rips through. This is like the, in the middle of your map that you can see is like mm-hmm. this glass, like hollow message board sort of a thing. Um, or, or almost like a project projector screen and it just shoots straight through that and and pings off of it oh geez off of the nautilid all right so seeing that that happened uh nomanda is going to what's going on here there it is uh nomanda is going to um has the nautilid noticed her uh has he turned around yet it yeah and i i need you to roll damage for that oh 14. Ignore the plus 18 man. So that's 14 oh, points of radiant damage. <laughs> that would be if it was a crit, okay. it would have been a great <laughs> shot. That's 14 points of radiant. Okay. Uh, anything else on your turn? Uh, yeah, we're going to dive behind the bar here. <laughs> okay. And, oh, God. Yeah, we're, we're crouching behind the bar, but we're not, not prone. Uh, and Lutor, just so you know, because it's your turn next, mm-hmm. what you see, what you saw come out of the ceiling uh is right around right around here got it so it's it's up near goggle fogger and uh the nautilid right and with that oh, uh it is your so turn after Amanda, oh, uh stanley goes so stanley is going to uh you hear Amanda call out stanley defensive mode and 
Copper Bottom is going to uh, basically like take out this long um, plasma cutter that's been integrated into his frame and is going to get right in front of the Nautiloid and is just going to be standing right in front of him and saying, sorry about this. Just hold tight for a second. And that's that's all he's going to do. Okay. Sorry. Just adding some people to the initiative order. <laughs> I wasn't planning on showing up. Okay. Uh, and Lutor, it is your turn. Perfect. Uh, Lutor, for his, or for their turn, rather, uh, for their turn, he's going to touch his, like, head, like the skull part of his head, of the carapace, that's all, like, very dark, bleak, and, like, um, voidish. Mm-hmm. And he's just going to say, um, into the void. <laughs> and then essentially, like, all this, like, voidish energy from his head spills forth over to his, like, the rest of his body, and he's casting mage armor on himself using uh, the Eldritch Evocation. Nice. I'm going to look it up. Uh, armor of Shadows, yep. because that he is a uh, Singularity Warlock, so that's what he does for his turn. That's his action. He doesn't really have bonus action. I love it. Can, um, can we make a slight edit? In, I'm, I'm realizing there's a bunch of things with this gadget here. Um, that I was just... Is it okay if I just add one thing to Stanley's turn? Yep. Okay. Yep. So as Nomandas uh, dives behind the bar, she's going to shout out Stanley defensive mode and run the genetic algorithm. Actually, no, run the heat map algorithm. And then that's it. Okay. All right, that's it. And what is that? What is that? Does that change anything that Stanley does? Uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It just means okay. that um, Nomandas is going to get some bonuses from from her AI the next turn. Your Your initiative was 16, right? Mine, yes. Yeah, okay, because I screwed something up, and now I fixed it. Um, so as as that dwarf like kind of starts to drop, drops his gun after you fired at him and startled him, he goes, it's a damn thwittle, uh, and reaches down uh, and picks up his pistol, and he fires at it and misses. It's, it's eating the wiring. It's going to ruin everything in this stupid bar. Why are you shooting at people? And with that, it is... Uh, Ronnie, it is your turn. Uh, as he as he says that, you all are familiar with Thwirls, who are uh, Thwirls are little space rodents uh, that like to eat technology uh, and are uh, innately psionic. And there's one in here somewhere, and they look like this little fellow. Aww. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Shoot it! Shooter. <laughs> uh, and it is Ronnie's turn. Uh, ignore that I just hit rage, but um, <laughs> I am going to rage. <laughs> and um, you see, I'm not activating it yet, but you do see my Tesla module, which is a device that's installed in like my chest plate of my exoskeleton, exo, ex. Somebody help Exoskeleton? me Exoskeleton? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like this electric shock is like kind of going across like like across the top of my skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my bonus action, I start to rage. And I use my ability Neural Lock, which means I can use my action to freeze the nervous system of a humo- humanoid creature within 60 feet. 
and I'm going to freeze our galactic uh, hitman over here. Uh, that you're that you're right next to. Yeah. Nice. Okay. He has to make a wisdom saving throw of. Well, let me look it up in a second. And on a failed save, he's in uh, in cap. I'm gonna. <laughs> he's frozen. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> speed turns to zero. Uh, yep, he's frozen. Yeah, he's neural locked. Uh, his constitution—it would be nine. He has to make a constitution. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. A uh, twelve. Sorry. Okay, he rolled a he rolled a thirteen. Oh, bastard! Uh, gotta get that voice back. Okay, here we are. Uh, that's a bold move, he says, uh, as you try to do something, and he, and he is able to resist it. We'll add him to the list. Last. Well, I don't know who the fuck you are, if you're here to pinch me, or what the <laughs> fuck is happening. <laughs> and it is Lysandra's turn, who is just going to turn around uh, after being shot, and Stanley going up in front of him, or in front of her, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she is going to... Swing with her rocket hammer. She's going to have disadvantage on this attack. Twice at Stanley. Rocket hammer. Stanley is running defensive mode. Okay. Okay. Does a um, a 20 hit Stanley? Mm, yeah. Yeah, it does. Okay. So that is 13 bludgeoning damage. Uh, and then she swings again. She has disadvantage on this attack. Too. Okay. Uh, and that is... Much better for you. That is an 11. That misses. Okay. She is done. And it is now Dallas's turn. Uh, So I've still got big guy standing in front of me. He's still pointing a gun at me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am going to quick draw my shotgun. Um... I don't know. I don't know. He's got he's got a big gun pointed at me. Um, and this is the guy that was with um, <laughs> what uh, the Nautilus said yes. was part of like the gang, right? Yeah. Like the bad guys. I mean, are we the bad just guys? <laughs> are, aren't we all just bad guys when you really think about it? Um, <laughs> to reset the scene for hey, you, not Captain Lysander. He's definitely a good yeah. Guy. Um, <laughs> who who you are actually? Who is the only one who's actually gotten hurt so far? <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a that one. I can't be able to. That's true. Uh, so Searden is the one who fired, who who pulled the gun first. He shouted out that there's a small rodent, basically, that he's trying to shoot. Uh, this the the half orc in front of you is basically holding a guarded position, pointing his gun at you, like in the be cool sort of a way. Uh, and everything else is chaos now. <laughs> okay. 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 So the gnome that I shot at was actually trying to fire this fire this squirrel thing. That's what he told you. You you personal you as your character has not actually seen the squirrel, but that's what he claims. Okay. Um hmm. So I have a rope from my pack. I don't know rules on D&D 5e for lassoing a creature, but I mean that is probably what I might Try and go do for it. In this situation. Give it a go. Make a check. Um, <laughs> make a dex. What would I do? Well, I was, Athletics, I was gonna say make maybe? A, make or a, a dexterity? Um, like, basically make a ranged attack. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Um, would be 20 plus 4. Oh, a 10. Okay, well. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna... S- My little ass is gonna go flying over. <laughs> <laughs> so as, as you throw it, you just throw this rope out, um, and for the first time you actually see this little thwirl kind of jump, jump out, uh, and kind of just jump quickly out of the way of what you threw. Um, and you kind of get some people's attention towards it. Uh, anything else you're gonna do on your turn? Mm, I'm gonna... Kind of, I have a little sheepish look on my face. I'm looking at this big orc guy, <laughs> tipping my hat. Didn't realize there was a critter on the loose. My bad. Sorry about that. Um, no harm done. And with that, it is Nomanda's turn. All right. Um, yeah, Nomanda's gonna go ahead and take another shot at this at this at this swirl. Um, would she know that if she shoots and kills it, that everyone will be able to see it? Um, like, is that like disrupt? Like, it's like psychic interference. Feel it would probably be able. People would see it. Yeah, it'd be a dead creature. All right, give it a shot. There we go. A proper crit <laughs> oh, this time. Um, Not one of those fake. Just, crits. just knowing what nice. your damage roll was last time. Um, as you, oh, let's do it again. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's wrong. Wee twenty-eight. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah, as you fire at this critter that has two hit points, um, <laughs> yeah. it just oh like gosh. it just splatters all over Captain Lysander and Gogglefogger. Oh no! <laughs> there's like little bits of fur, and they're both like Gogglefogger's like wiping his face off. It's, it it got on my notes. What is happening? And he stands up on the desk and says, "We need to keep our tensions down." If you want to see what I'm going to present, everybody needs to pull their shit together right now. Nomanda like kind of like puts her gun, like kind of like holding <laughs> it by the trigger, like kind of like, like a dangle. So it's like she's cleared on arm. She just kind of like holds it. She's like, there was a thwirl. I shot it. <laughs> well, you didn't have to blow blow it to bits, that's goody. <laughs> I assure you, they're not. And she's going to like hop back over the bar. And continue to drink. To you. And ignore that statement. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she turns to you and she says, it wasn't a question, it was a statement. Uh, and under under his breath, kind of pointed at you, um, Dallas, mm-hmm. the, uh, the half-orc just rookies uh, and, and shakes his head and, and just kind of puts his gun away <laughs> and, and goes back to protecting, checks in with... Uh, Mr. Kilogob, everything okay here? Uh, who looks over at uh, at Ronnie, says, "Well, uh, I don't know. Is everything okay?" And you feel Ronnie <laughs> uh, deep into your side, uh, the barrel of a gun. Well, I don't know who the fuck you are. Is that thing working for you? I'm Darkstar Kilogob. I'm the greatest assassin the verse has ever known. Well, I'm. I know your fucking name, but I don't know you. I don't know who you're working for. And if you don't get up out of this booth, I'ma kill ya. Hmm. You know, I'm just gonna pat the <laughs> stool next to me. I'd like to know what your interest in this goggle fucker is before I uh, make my way somewhere else. You conducting a shakedown here? I do not need to shake anyone down these days. I have done well for myself. I just went into a different accent. <clears throat> <clears throat> I have everything I need, Missy. 
And uh, see, the bank has interest in anything that will help it expand its interests. And the bank has hired me to assure that fools like you don't interfere. Now, why don't you go sit down with one of your friends there? And there doesn't need to be any more blood here tonight. You know, I'll give you a pass. I'll move on. But just know, fucking watching you and your little compadres over here. Is that is that at the two the two half halflings that were at the booth with you? All of them, yeah. They're like they're like slowly climbing their way out from under the booth, like looking terrified. <laughs> uh, but Killagob just looks at you. Trust me, if you see me this close again, it's the last thing you'll ever see. <laughs> we'll see about that. And I'm gonna get up and go sit next to uh, <laughs> Dallas. Uh, you all do see. Um, this dwarf and uh, woman in the middle of the of the bar uh, at the gaming table. The woman's up, kind of trying to clean her dress off. This, <sighs> this is why I do not like to come to these stupid places. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. I would like to say, trust me, darling. You're well protected here, and give her like a wink. She just rolls her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> says these bunch of worthless people here and she walks out uh, and leaves and Searden, Searden kind of swivels in his chair back to you and says Ooh. what the hell are you shooting people for I, y'all never seen one of these stupid rodents kind of back towards the three of you who are at the bar or I guess all four of you are there now no they're pretty cute though of course they've seen them they just don't always see them. If you know anything <laughs> about the worlds, you'll know that they aren't always visible. It's completely normal misunderstanding. You're overreacting. <laughs> do you play cards? Better than you do. Unlikely. All these, all these people here for this damn technology, though. <laughs> Y'all are all twitchy and crazy. That's not why you're here? I'm here, because this is my favorite spot in the city. This is my table. These are my drinks. And this is where I spend my time, regardless of who is here or who is not here. And there is nothing anybody can do to get me out of my seat and my chair and my table. Then what game are we playing? We're playing... Three card stud? Two tans. I'm not playing anything with you. Wild Jackets? No. Oh. You can buy me a drink and go sit and watch your little stupid uh, technology show. What a dazzling offer. I can't wait to buy you some of your backwater swill and leave you alone. It's alright with you. I'll just skip to the last part. Good riddance. And she'll go up <laughs> to the to the front here and she'll sit with uh, the Copperbottom. Which uh, Copperbottom and uh, Captain Lysandra are both both weapons still drawn. Oh. Uh, <laughs> not <right>. moving. <laughs> Meanwhile, in another movie, but they've both they've both traded blows with each other. No, no, Copperbottom never or, that's like true. attacked. Copperbottom's just being a good a good pet robot waiting, <laughs> and Lysa. He's being a good space dad. He's diffusing <laughs> the situation. He understands that sometimes that involves taking thirteen <laughs> points of bludgeoning damage. Lysandra looks at you and says, "What? That shot came from you? Oh, yes, Thoral. You're very big, and you're in the way." It's a completely normal misunderstanding. Shooting people is... No, I wasn't shooting you. I was shooting the thwirl. Looks over at Gogglefogger and says, If this is your protection, you're gonna die. 
Oh, please. Everyone knows that any blaster, regardless of make, creator, or function, has a 5% chance of just firing randomly. That's just the laws of the universe. My job was to be here, not to save him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we all know that. This... They, all weapons at all times have a 5% chance of firing randomly <laughs> or dealing hell amounts of damage. I'm also laughing at my job's not to protect him. Standard physics. My job's not to protect him. <laughs> literally, that's your, <laughs> literally, that's your only job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm required to be uh, here. So... Uh, Captain Lysandra just she just moves over a seat and kind of makes some space, not letting go of her rocket hammer though. Uh, Gogglefogger, who is still standing up, surveying the area, says, "Well, maybe this will." That's not his voice. <clears throat> well, maybe this will. Um, that's not his voice either. Shit. Um, where'd he go? Professor <laughs> Tarn. It's the it's the nervous library yeah. voice. There it is. Um, maybe. It's uh, the right time to uh, perhaps start this presentation, everyone, and maybe maybe calm down. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna gonna go ahead and get started. Why don't you, while we get our um, equipment all set up, uh, please take your uh, uh, seats or find a spot that you can see. I guess thankfully our new friend. Uh, uh, Nomanda cleared some space from the <laughs> sign in the middle, so I guess you could probably see from the, the tables in the back as well. Now, thank you for that uh, service. It does. I suppose. Um, <laughs> and so. So positive. Hey, Dallas. Yeah, what's up? You got that pistol ready underneath this table. Always. I have a feeling that, uh, if we need to, you know, knock someone off their box, might be a time here soon. Uh, I look around in a pointed way where it's clear that I'm looking for people that are standing on boxes. (laughs) 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 I I don't even know what to say to that. (laughs) So good. And Lutor is going to make uh, their way over to um, where everyone's congregating to watch this presentation. So before you all start to gather, Gogglefogger walks off the stage quickly uh, and kind of gathers you in the back real quick. Um, the four of you. Just the four of us? And he says, um, I did not pay you to cause a scene. Uh, hopefully you got that out of your system. But <clears throat> if you have any ideas on where the danger may come from if it does uh, now would probably be a good time to keep close eye on everything uh, perhaps you want to discuss amongst yourselves first and come up with some sort of strategy uh, in addition uh, if any of you happens to have any particular skills with um, technology uh, I do happen to have a issue with our projector uh the screen is not quite working I, it may have to do with the whole shooting incident but if any of you are particularly adept at that uh i wouldn't mind some help taking a look uh anyways i gotta get back to look you're telling me that you created this technology and you can't run a fucking projector now no Everyone knows that AV technology is one of the great last mysteries of the universe. 
Oh, God, I'm so bored. AV technology, like that shit they used to talk about, you know, like my grandpa's 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 grandpa's, that shit, is that the shit you're talking uh, about? Uh, as as Roddy's going on, a, uh, Stanley's giving Amanda a boost mm-hmm. into the, like, mechanisms that behind the projector, okay. and she's going to start taking a uh, crack at Rola it. Roll intelligence check. Uh, a technology check, I mean. Technology. Okay. That is going to be a 15. Okay. Uh, you get the sense that if you just turn it on and off again, uh, it'll probably start up. That's what she does. <laughs> yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And <laughs> yep. Huggle fuckers. What is oh, the fuck? Uh, you know, when I have tech support, they usually say, try, try that. And I should have. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your help. Uh, we're going to start in just a minute. So figure out what you guys are going to do. Uh, and he doesn't wait for a response. He just kind of runs back up. Amanda's going to go right up to Ronnie and say, we are not getting paid enough for this. <laughs> Whatever this man has, it's probably a badly designed salad spinner. We should probably just go. Yeah, we should probably ask for another, like, what do you think? 10G? 20G? Sure. Let's ask for G. Well, so. Actually, what are you getting out of this? Because I'm getting a pass on my tax <laughs> What are you getting? Hey, DM, that's a good question. What are we getting paid for this job? Uh, <laughs> a thousand credits. A, a thousand Love credits. Adam, uh, yeah. A G a credit. Yeah. yeah. Um, a G a credit. So with that, credits, what credits. are you all doing as this presentation is about to begin? I am also agreeing with... Um, I'm also agreeing with Ronnie, and then their your name on there, Ian, isn't isn't it's it says Nomanda. Is it? Oh, I should say Nomanda. I'm sorry, Nomanda. So Nomanda, uh, Lutor is going to agree. I quite also agree. If we are going to sit here and be quite bored, we must demand <laughs> higher pay. We should do a shakedown of this place, you think? You know, after we do the correct thing, after we do the thing that keeps me out of being put back in the slammer, then we can do the shakedown. I feel like as a group, we owe an apology to Steven. I feel like we give him like a bait and switch. He's like, I love playing D&D with these folks. They're so helpful and supportive. The first get the great as a team, and we're like, hey, Steven, here's our dickwad side. Are you ready? <laughs> What if we killed literally everyone in this building? <laughs> I love it. I did. I told, uh, I told, I'm going to edit this out, but I told Justin from Mage Hand Press, I said, uh, just from the little glimpse I've gotten of the character so far, uh, I'm pretty sure that, that like nothing that you guys wrote is going to happen. <laughs> well, if I, if I, if I can, yeah, if I can, I'd like to deflect here and say, Steven, this is all your fault. Because way back when we were doing character creation and I gave you three different Meryl Streets, you were like, oh, play the Dragon Queen Cold Bitch one. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> that's true. So that's true. I, it's really your fault. That's fair. Um, <laughs> so uh, what do we got to do to make this job happen? We just, uh, who do you think we got to watch out for? Oh, I don't think it really matters. Just if any of them look like they're going to like try something, we'll just kill them and say that they were going to try something and then we demand higher wages yeah I agree we just clip their asses <laughs> okay this makes sense to <laughs> no. me by the way I am still I glowing with the void like 
the void armor. Oh, like, I love it so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to mention this, uh, uh, Lutor. You noticed that while the the coloration is a little different, uh, High Oracle Thessalia immediately next to you did something very similar to yourself and has a strange little uh, aura around her as well. Ooh. Uh, when when, when all gotcha. that fighting broke out and most people drew guns, uh, she went she went your route. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, we both we both went we both did that thing in like movies where everyone's like pulling out guns and shooting each other. And we're <laughs> yep. just like eyes glow. <laughs> uh, so where are you all going to be standing, uh, kind of as this presentation begins? I don't know. I, I think I'll... like uh, I'd like to go back to back with Dallas. You know, she can keep a eye on part of the room, and I'll keep. Um, the other part of the room, and if we see anybody heavy, then we just, you know, keep our eye on them. Perfect. Where, where physically in the room, though, is that happening? Mm, Dallas, do you have a preference? Um, hmm. I am gonna kind of cozy up into one of the booths, but I'm gonna, like, as long as the bartenders aren't stopping me... I'm like putting my feet in the booth and I'm sitting on the, the edge, you know? So I got a little <laughs> bit of a higher okay. vantage point. She's not too small, okay. but like, you know. I'm going to go back to bath on the booth, on the other side of that booth. Okay. Um, on the back side of that booth where um, okay. Ronnie is. Mm-hmm. Which means I'm looking directly at the okay. projector just so the audience knows. This projector that's in the middle of the room, does that block view <laughs> to the professor at the front stage? Uh, once it's once it's active and on, which it, it will be for the presentation, uh, it will block block your view to him. Okay. Man's going to sit over here. Okay. So, the professor looks up from the table, gives a nod to the audience, and then pushes a button on one of the small devices in front of him. There's an awkward pause when nothing happens, save for a soft whirring sound. The audience stirs anxiously while they wait. Then all at once there's a burst of light as the device projects a massive star map filling the room with its breathtaking view of the verse. A few members of the audience gasp as Professor Orrin begins speaking in a bright tone. As is custom, he begins his presentation with a terrible joke and a joyful wag of his eyebrows. All of the known verse is so beautiful that it makes the goggles fog. Oh, this motherfucker. (laughs) I just... I go, uh... <laughs> Ronnie shoots him. It's like the college choruses when you're in a college class and they try and, like, liven it up and you're just like, you could have... We could have dealt with not that, please. After a few moments of awkward silence, Professor Oren Taufo Gogglefogger coughs into the back of his hand, wipes some sweat from his eyebrows, and continues. Our civilizations have redefined the word impossible for millions of years, and yet until now, only gnomish technology, my people's technology, could traverse dead magic zones. While the government on Nebelion would never agree with my stance, it is my firm belief that all races and civilizations deserve the chance to access the many worlds within these dead magic zones. And that is precisely why I have created the Taufo Matrix, a technology that projects a field allowing magic in the zones where magic has always been said to be an impossibility. While he's giving this, this speech, uh, you all can make a perception check. Uh, if you'd like to target it towards a person, you might get a little more information about what they're doing, or you can just get a sense for the room. 18, and I think I'm just going to keep mine okay. on the sense of the room. 
uh, mine is, I think mine is just a straight one, so I believe mine is 15. Yep, and I'm doing this on the, um, her name is, doo -doo -doo -doo, I wrote it down. Thessalia. Thessalia. Okay. I'm just going to keep um, it down. So the first two I'll, I'll give real quick. Um, Ronnie, the sense of the room is, is um, this mixture of, of like wonder and almost being entranced with this presentation, as well as everybody's kind of fidgeting and doing something. Um, though what specifically it is, you can't, you don't really get a sense. There's just some nervous energy in the air. Keep your eyes peeled. And Lutor, you notice that uh, Thessalia, you kind of see her mouthing something. Uh, and as you kind of focus in on it, you realize uh, she's counting downward in ancient elvish numbers. Uh, do I have a moment to do something? Give me just a second. Uh, sure. Nomandas and Dallas. Do you guys want to make perception checks yeah. as well? Nomanda got a 21, and she's going to focus on the, the halflings in the front row. Between the three of them, the thing that stands out the most is... You notice that... Uh, Kiri keeps shifting around uncomfortably and then kind of pulls up onto her knees to, to get a little bit taller. Um, and, and Kenny seems to like be searching for something on the ground beneath, beneath the chairs. And you get a glimpse at this, this blaster that's holstered in the side of, of Kiligob uh, that he previously pulled on Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and Dallas. Yeah, um... Yeah, but I'm not really good at that. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. Um, do I have anything that helps me out with that? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm just gonna do a quick scan of the room. That's about all that she. <laughs> that's all that she's good at. I'm just kind of keeping more keeping an eye on like twitchy fingers because that's what I know what's mm -hmm. up. But facial expressions, I just I don't. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. Okay. So general perception. And it's a four. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the projections of the galaxy is beautiful. It's, it really is entrancing. Uh, Lutor, what, were you, what did you want to try to do? Uh, you, you told, oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm reacting with what I saw. I'm going to pass the knowledge over to, um, to Dallas and to Ronnie. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say inside their minds... The elven woman. We have a counter. She is mm -hmm. counting down. <laughs> that's um, all I'm going to say. Counting her, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's so that's relevant. As that's how you as you kind of all see that, the professor coughs into his microphone <clears throat> uh, and tries to regain everyone's attention. Please, my my friends, I know that change can be frightening. I know that expanding our interstellar boundaries will bring about its own challenges. <sighs> It's only by working together that we can make the best of our new future, make the most of the Taufo Matrix's potential. Give me a chance to show you how we can change dreams into reality. He pushes a button and the star map vanishes, returning the room to its previous purple glow. On the screen behind the professor, the number 20 appears in a clean white font. He pulls a lever protruding from the side of the device strapped to his back, and a cloud of fog begins to drift out of the device, rolling over the floor of the stage in dramatic fashion. Behold, or behold, Orin exclaims, gesturing back to the hollow screen, screen, which now has counted down to ten. The schematic blueprints to the first ever Taufo Matrix, small enough to fit into a Corvette-sized vessel. 
The crowd is quiet and seem confused by what they are watching. The professor turns around and his eyes go wide as he stares at the current number on the hollow screen. Four. That is not my schematics, he whispers, and then an explosion rips through the bar. And I am going to need uh, Stanley and uh, Nomandus to make a dexterity saving throw. No. I just want to say, while that was all going on, I am just leaning across the table and whispering, What, what does that mean? <laughs> ma- ma- tris- matrice of the... Alright. Huh? Just forget Amanda's about it. Amanda's got a 7. <laughs> Amanda's got a 7 and Stanley got a 15. Okay, so Nomandus takes 20 force damage and is knocked prone. Um, okay, she's still conscious. Uh, St- Stanley takes 10. God. And is knocked prone? Still conscious? Um, huh? Or not knocked prone. Excuse me, not knocked prone. So as the four of you look around, Nomandus, you have taken a lot of damage and debris from, from this explosion that ripped through. Uh, you see on the ground in this kind of flaming space, um, Professor Gogglefogger's on the ground, bleeding, um, trying to crawl away. The whole, basically everybody in the front... Uh, has taken some sort of damage. Tiberius seems to have withstood it, the trained mercenary. Uh, And the gambling dwarf uh, is also still standing. Everyone else rolled really badly, uh, and they are all on the ground in response to that, except for Horace, uh, who's in the back. He was in the back kind of keeping his eye out. The fire and debris is swirling around you, and there's no clear sign where it came from. And with that, we're going to have to find out what happens next time on the Fae Forge Academy in space. Ooh! Cool. Yeah. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to the Fae Forge Dark Matters Conspiracy in the Stars. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Mage Hand Press. Uh, check out their Kickstarter for the starter set that includes this, this campaign. MageHandPress.com, at MageHandPress on Twitter. Um, and if you are waiting for more regular Fae Forge Academy stuff, next week we'll be back at the Academy Um with the beginning of our new arc picking up right where we left off. Uh, Got a special guest for that episode, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun and a lot more stories in in the Fae Forge Academy. Uh, As always, if you enjoy our content um, and you want to support us, a five-star rating and review on iTunes is a huge help, um, as well as we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Fae Forge Academy. And, of course, just tweeting that you're listening to us is a huge deal. Um, That's how most people... Uh, find out about us. Uh, so if you want to share the magic that is normally the Fae Forge Academy and this week the crazy space stuff with these wonderful people, um, we would really appreciate that. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Hey, I'm Emily Harmon. I play Sepia Goldenmorrow. You can find me on Twitter at Emily J-E-A Harmon. I'm Michael Sinclair II. I play Besky Nevering. And you can find me on Michael Kritz on Twitter. I'm Adelaide Gardner. I play Ariane Zuvan. And you can find me online at Twitter at oadelaide. 
Hey, I'm Kai. I'm Stonefly underscore Kai, and then I am playing Asher and Ember Whisper. Hi, my name is Ian Gould. I play Coe's Forge Heart, uh, and you can follow me at Game of Science on Twitter. Theme music and background music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs Podcast. For additional music, search for D. Cole Music on YouTube. Additional background music and sound effects found at zapsplat.com and tabletopaudio.com. Fayforge Academy is proud to be a part of the Fundamentals Podcast Network.